<laughs> so oh, close. Fusco, Fusco, Fusco. Hey, I'm Andy. here, sir. You know what uh, really tunes my dojo? Is it when you get so close to the end of a tune and you just fucking blow it at the end? Is it one of those kind well, of things? I, I like to think of it as uh, creative improvisation. I'm, I'm making the tune <laughs> my own. That you did. You certainly made it your own. I'm Nothing like it, what the author intended. That's you know. Sure. You know what the great thing about playing something by yourself is? Is it really is whatever you make it at that point, as long as you yes. act like you're doing it on purpose. Just like when you're the pipe major, right? You're never wrong. You're never wrong. You're never wrong <laughs> to the pipe major unless you are Fuko. Exactly. Hello. Hello, everyone. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Chain Ramp Podcast. Um, this is an explicit show. Uh, at least it will be very shortly. So I'm going to give you five seconds to listen to something else. That's five, four, three, two, one. Fuck. Fuck. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Um, <laughs> listeners can review the show on iTunes. Oh, and I forgot to mention, with me all the way from New York is my bearded co-host, Andy. That's me. Uh, you can review the show on iTunes. You can send us emails and voicemails to be played on air. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and if you're Australian, Snapchat. Check out the Chainerant store at chainerant.com and become a patron. This episode is brought to you by our beautiful fucking patrons. As soon as you become a patron, your cock grows by an inch. So sign up today. Trust In me. Both. I've signed up 17 times already. Both both uh, length and width. <laughs> uh, and if you're, if you're a female listener, um, I believe your clit gets bigger. And it's just they're, therefore more sensitive, more accessible. I'm not sure. Is that a good thing? I, I don't know, man. I've never seen Could one. It? So you tell me. Can we take a sidebar for a second real quick? <laughs> what? Since, since you brought up giant clits. Giant clits? you ever experienced a really uh, large clit? You haven't? In your sexual... No, have you? I'm asking. Have I? I have not. Um, most of most of the clitori is that the is that the. That sounds like a reasonable plural for it that. So, it sounds like an invading army in an Avengers movie, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, <laughs> most of the clitori I have encountered are, uh, I believe, average size. What about um, why have you have you run into some giant clits in your day? Uh, I like how we haven't even gotten through the show open and we're already just down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we really got to let people know what this is all about, yeah, it's, which it's, is it's, not yeah, bagpipes. Yeah, yeah, very little bagpipe banter. <laughs> uh, you know, here and there, some are bigger than others. Some are some are like more like a coffee bean, and some are more like a um, like a carrot stick. You know, like yeah, a have you, yeah. I mean, have you ever encountered a clitoris that was just larger than than your flaccid penis? Let's just say that means yes I've experienced them that, close. <laughs> that means that's an automatic yes um <laughs> speaking of a bunch of clits you can become a patron at patreon.com slash channel and uh, we want to thank all of our fantastic patrons who support this awful awful show um I, I appreciate all of you so much and i don't know why you do it but i'm glad you do last but not least please invite and share with your friends if they have a sixth sense of humor or you think they may be one of the six let them know send them a link to the chain rant podcast and um apparently it's gonna it's a new tool that pipe majors are using to kind of cut the wheat from the chaff when it comes to their pipe bands exactly yeah so this is apparently that's the best way to do it is word of mouth people sharing it with each other and uh test your test your pipe band members to see if they have the kind of you know uh sense of humor and uh whatever whatever you know that the fort- je ne sais quoi yeah the fortitude your <laughs> the fort- the test in te- what is it testicular fortitude yeah to play in a pipe 
yeah. <laughs> and handle all the incredible or, or, or you know it uh, doesn't have to be only the testicular fortitude it could be the ovarian fortitude as well <laughs> yeah whatever also a yeah, uh, great name for a metal album ovarian, ovarian. fortitude <laughs> i'm just saying let's put that one out there now someone write that down Copyright. tm we got that one yeah we got that one um, so we have a lot to go through. It's a bit of a grab bag episode because you're in New York and, um, you've been, you know, fucking around drinking lattes with Doogie instead of being here doing actual work. That's correct. But, um, as we're going hey, through. Don't never, I challenge you to be hungover as hell and listen to eight hours of beginners playing, trying to tune their bagpipes. Tell me that ain't work, son. I mean, I, I just don't think I could be hungover as hell and listen to any number of hours <laughs> of Andrew Douglas fucking blathering on. <laughs> oh, well, there's that too. Yeah. But I, but he's my boss, so I'm going to let that one yeah. alone. <laughs> I, I love him to death, but oh my goodness, it's just like, just fucking goes and goes and goes. Oh my God. Funny, want to hear a it's funny like, side story of that real quick? Absolutely. So one of the days of the, sh- of the uh, clinic, I believe it was Saturday, uh, the teachers all got together and we're like, Andrew, how long are you going to go for? Cause first thing he does every day is give some theory, right? He's like, um, yeah, maybe, maybe a half hour. Carl's like, can you, can you get the first part done in a half hour? He's like, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling, I'm like, everybody, Hey, over under is an hour. Yes. Yeah, there's no fucking way. Guess what he did? He went an hour. Yeah. <laughs> he went just exactly an hour. You're supposed to do a half hour. He did this every day. He went on way longer than you're supposed to, which is great. It's fine. It's still imp- important information. But well, it's, we and it's also it's one of the things that happens when you have someone that completely loves their craft. Well, that's like, true too. Like he's he's such a fucking nerd for this shit. Like he loves this. <laughs> he's very passionate. I'll like, give him that. Like bagpipe theory is what gets his dick hard. Oh, big time. Yeah. Which, and he, I can't, he experiments. I, He's yeah. like a scientist. He's always yeah, experimenting. I cannot. Different. I cannot fault him for that. I think he does it well. Oh, he, he, is, he much. is. He is the fucking uh, the mad scientist of bagpipe theory. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> where are we going with that? I forget where we're going. Um, you you wanted a sidebar, um, and we are actually going to talk a little bit about your adventures because you were you were in New York for the Dojo U Tuning Clinic. I was, which I, yeah. which I am interested in hearing more about because I don't. You hear about workshops and you hear about, um, you know, piping instructions and schools, but a, a specific like tuning clinic, I'm actually intrigued as to what the format of that is like. Okay. Sure. Before we get into that, we got to get through all our fucking housekeeping because we've been dicking around. We've been not doing our jobs. Um, <laughs> real First off, I want to start right out the gate because we've already talked about this whole streaming thing. So I want to start right off the gate with a, a voicemail um, sent to us by our good friend, uh, slightly above average size rap. And this is regarding some of the things that we've brought up twice now of the whole streaming debacle that he's going through over in Ireland. Hey guys, it's myself, Rob. And I have to say, first off, a massive thank you for sending me the shirt. (laughs) It's awesome. I finally have my own Pooh Bear shirt, which is just incredible. So it feels weird wearing it because essentially it's a picture of me on there. Yeah. Naked from the waist down, but hey, get your Pooh Bear shirt on Chatterant.com, the best place to get your Chatterant merch. <laughs> um, also, just wanted to say, guys, a massive thank you for the very kind words on last week's podcast. When you guys were talking all about the live streaming situation that we have going on here in Northern Ireland at the moment, uh, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, appreciate everything you guys are doing. Uh, so yeah, just a word of thanks, really. Who knows what we can do for the rest of 2019. It all still remains to be seen, but we will keep you posted. Don't worry. All right, there you go. Hashtag one of the six. 
F you Joe Brady. You. As always, F you Joe Brady. Um, hey, thanks, Rab. Yeah, uh, you have an interesting situation you're dealing with over there, and um, you know, fuck all them cunts. Yeah, bunch of cunts. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of cunts. <laughs> so I don't know. If, I don't know if we're supposed to talk about this, but and I can't remember where the fuck it was sent. But I'm pretty sure, um, or I dreamed it, and this was just one of my mad, feverish dreams of drinking and over the weekend. But I'm pretty sure Rab said um, somebody posted on his Facebook from uh, RSPBA and I, like, "How dare you go down to Ireland and stream shit." <laughs> well, yeah. So that's an interesting, interesting thing to bring up in this whole streaming, the the streaming saga, or as we'll call it, Streamgate, uh, 2019, <laughs> where um, essentially our our good friend who goes and does these events with his team for free uh, got told to go fuck himself by RSPBA yep. and I at a recent event, and then had the Irish Pipe Band Association down south be like, uh, "No, you can totally come stream down here. Like, we'll hook yeah, it up. Do whatever you want. Yeah, we'll hook it up, bro." Which is what we we talked about this on the episode. This is what would happen if you were at one of our events and you offered to come stream for free. Like, holy shit, you would get like food and beer and hot and cold running blowjobs. <laughs> exactly, and apparently they were treated like kings from the reports I've heard. Which is uh, which is what which is justice. That is that is what needs to be done. Isn't it funny how the Irish always know the right way to do things, but the British always fuck it up? Well, the other thing I will find too is like, um, I feel I feel like. You could you could probably lump the RSPBA and I, and even on some occasions the RSPBA into the same situation where, like, they think they're way sexier than they are. Oh and, yeah, and so like you you get you know let, let's 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 say let's let's do an analogy. RSPBI and uh, RSPBA, they're 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 pretty attractive chicks, but like not by nowhere near like the hottest chicks in the in the area, right? Mm-hmm. And so Rab, being a gentleman. Uh, courts them. Says, hey, um, you know, I'm going to come do some streaming. Let's, uh, let's let's do some streaming for free. And then all of a sudden <laughs> they decide to be a dick to Reb and an even hotter chick says, well, you can come stream over here, buddy. <laughs> a slightly more musical and now, chick says, come down now here. They're, now they're all <laughs> jealous and shit because the guy they friend zoned is exactly. streaming with our, our PBA. Actually, Rab might be working this cat theory really well. Do you know the cat on the, stri- the string... Theory with it, as opposed as it pertains to cats and chicks. You know, oh no, no, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear it. Okay, so <clears throat> this back in my back in the day, I used to be quite the uh, womanizer, and uh, I studied you, under so back in the day, like well, what Sunday two, we- yeah. two weeks ago <laughs> like, plus. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this guy that I used to follow about womanizing that because I, I found the science of it fascinating, and he had this theory about how like if you get a hot chick on the line, you've got to treat her like a cat with a string, like you're playing with a cat in a string. You got to constantly pull it away. It's the whole thing. You got to keep them wanting more, right? So you can't, like if you're a sucker and you just completely fall head over heels for a hot chick because they've got options, they're going to go somewhere else. So you got to treat it like a cat on a string. So this is what, I Rab has done this kind of accidentally, but I think this is what he's doing. He's now gone on to another hot chick Who's probably equally hot, maybe better. Depends on depends on your point of view. You know, everybody's opinion is different. But down south, they're pretty good too. Like, <laughs> I'll just go down there, and now now they're like fucking jealous, right? Now they're, they want to. They're, they're very appreciative of what Rab brings to the table. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh boy, I want to, I want to fucking grab the balls, swallow the gravy." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, this makes sense. <laughs> I got to give you that book, by the way. Right, well, you're doing okay now. You're, I think you're back. Yeah, man. I, 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 guess who's back? 
Back again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> Josh is back. <laughs> anyway. Don't, don't smell his hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so thank you, Rab, um, for the voicemail. We love you, buddy. Um, no matter what, we're going to keep uh, being dickheads to people that don't treat you right. Yeah, because... We're going to be... Because we're like that friend that knows um, knows that Rab really is a keeper, and he deserves to be he deserves to find true happiness with an association. Mm-hmm. He might just have to move down south, and then everything will be fine. Hey, we already said it on the show. He's a goddamn national treasure. <laughs> I mean, really? Does he cause any harm? No. I mean, what the fuck? No. Are you all he does about? is help. He spends his time and energy and money, and his team spend their time and energy and collective monies to help you, stupid fucks. <laughs> you heard it here first. Josh calls RSPBA and I stupid fucks. Dude, that's like print, not even the worst. That. That's not even the worst thing I've called up. Print that shit, Bertoff. Yeah, come it. on, come on, fucking <laughs> Shannon podcast calls people stupid fucks. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's surprised. By the way, Bertoff is pipesdrums.com Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't get to read any of that anymore because I didn't want to pay for a subscription. <laughs> It's exactly. it's so much easier for me to wait two days and just listen to the entire story on Rab's show for free. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I am a patron. I'm a patron of Rab's show, so I guess I'm yeah, not so entirely you're free. Somebody, yeah, just yeah I'm paying somebody. Off. I'm just not paying them. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay, so moving right along, um, we have an email from the one and the only, the great uh, JD Ingernam Nam Nam Nam, and it's worth mentioning. Um, just had his anniversary. Uh, okay. I believe I don't know I don't know which anniversary it was, but he did have an anniversary. So uh, congratulations to JD and your lovely wife. I'd say, I'd say he's lucky to have any anniversary with that, bro. Dude, yeah, I, I, JD's got to just be like mad mad skills as far as banter, as far as uh, sexually. I mean, oh, he's got a nine inch cock for sure. Yeah, he, easily packing a howitzer. I mean, look at the size of his head. Well, and it's so funny because in this in this he's email like in this email he uh, mentions that he's not sure how to feel about us constantly calling him wife his wife hot. <laughs> right, so yeah, instead, um, just to make JD more comfortable, instead of talking about how hot his wife is, we'll just talk about what a giant cock JD has. <laughs> so all of the Charleston pipe band should know how big his cock is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know. Also, he became a patron, so it's already one inch longer and one inch lighter, wider. Absolutely. So you know. You know. <laughs> And every month he that five dollars <laughs> it just accumulates longer and wider. Every month it accumulates. <laughs> Pretty soon, if he gets a hard on, he's gonna pass out. <laughs> exactly. So, um, speaking of JD, uh, he says just listen to a new plan. A few thoughts on your teaching approaches. The all open Saturdays are a good idea, but not quite what we do. We only allow brand new beginners three times a year, so we have people in rough batches that can be taught at roughly the same level. Our fee is one hundred fifty dollars a year, which you equate that to roughly fifty weeks a year is about three dollars a week. Josh's plan sounds more like what my bands growing up did. They actually had an hour before band practice dedicated to lessons. Pipe major would teach all band members in that hour. If a brand new beginner showed up, send a person similar to Josh. I don't know how I keep getting the job of like talking to new people. Send a person similar to Josh coordinator. By the way, you don't remember it, but yeah, no, I no, I remember that. I just wish I hadn't. Uh, Make sure they have the right (laughs) equipment and teach them the scale. If they come back knowing the scale, the coordinator would pass them off to an appropriate teacher to learn embellishments and the first few tunes before they could start attending lessons with the pipe major. Once they were starting to wrestle with playing a full set of pipes, they would attend the lesson hour with the rest of the band. At once, And once they were ready to compete, they would attend regular band practice. That approach has its own set of issues to work through, but it was somewhat successful as it produced a number of very talented players, including Lyric Toddkill, myself, and Wyatt, who's a grade one player with Wake. 
And last but not least, he says, and I'm not sure whether to be flattered or disgusted by how you guys talk about my wife, but she is pretty hot. <laughs> uh, both, I feel sir. Like, the I answer feel is like both. We've been fairly respectful with how hot JD's wife is. Yeah, we haven't said anything bad about no, her, right? No, or I mean, anything nasty. Fucking, she would fucking stab us. We just said that we're surprised that he could pull that off. That's yeah, all. That's true. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you for writing in, JD. I think it makes a, it makes a lot of good points. Um, I think that where do I even want to begin? Aside from regretting that I offered to help as much as I have, I would say that the I really actually like the idea of only taking on new students like in remote time periods. <laughs> Where it's almost like a football draft, where it's like you know you you can only join during certain time periods to to we only accept May, as soon as you add some level of exclusivity in my mind, um, I think that you might get better retention. Maybe it's like are you <laughs> taking students? Are you taking that. students? Not until October. Yeah, I I agree with that in theory. I wonder. Uh, we've never tried it, so maybe it does work. I don't know. I, Hornicke used to do this as well. He would start new students every semester, he called it or whatever. But So he'd sort of line it up with schools because I think he taught a lot of kids. But I think that's possible to work. It also – I have I had some clarification message to me as well from the Wasatch guys, from Eric Evanhouse, that sick fucker. And uh, he was telling me that the Wasatch does something sort of similar to what JD's talking about, but they don't do it time-based. They're not like – they don't wait for people to like – start in October or whatever the date is like he does something very similar where somebody teaches the, they, somebody comes in interested, pass them to a basics teacher, teach, you know, they charge $10, it's a little bit more than JD, but basically the same. And they teach them to scale. And if they get to the point where they're better, get to a certain point, they pass them on to somebody else. It's basically the same idea. They just don't yeah. have that time gate, but, and they're fucking huge. So yeah, no, they have a ton of people. Yeah, they got Granted, like three they're bands. also they're they're in Mo Country, man. There's nothing else to do. True. The beer's two percent. Nobody can fuck. Like <laughs> that's true. So there, that, as soon as soon yeah. as you as soon as you take away premarital sex and decent alcohol, like yeah, what else are you gonna do aside from fucking play bagpipes? Yeah, man. Like why <laughs> they don't even play bagpipes for the sexual harassment aspect. They just do it because I don't know why they do it. Because <laughs> there's, there's nothing else to do. Right. You're, you're going to be waiting around forever for, uh, you know, your own planet. So you might as well just fucking play some bagpipes in the meantime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> anyway, um, I mean, yeah, it, I think it's very interesting. I think that uh, the, the biggest thing about the new plan is we're going to try it and see if it works. All we know is that what we are doing isn't working. I went, I went and covered on Saturday. No students showed up. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't have expected them to. Like, there was there was a gig, so I had to be there anyway. So that was fine. Right. But I completely like in that moment, I completely understood all of your frustration. Oh yeah. Because I'm like, because it, it's just a waste of my time at that point. It's not well organized, and part of that is me because tr- I'm managing so many people that are so. Dude, I okay so. Well, we also I don't we know how far to, sidebar I want to go. But. We talked <laughs> we talked about this on a new plan. The idea is to get that kind of out of your wheelhouse. Right, absolutely. But let me give an example. So remember that student, I'm not going to I won't say any names or whatever, but remember the student that you talked to a couple weeks back that you bought the sticks and pads for? Yep. Right? So I have a lesson set up for her on this upcoming Saturday, right? So we we planned, all right, come to the group lesson, but it's going to be you by yourself, blah blah blah. We'll get you started, right? And she completely contacted me on her own. She's a teenager, on, you know, she's under 18, teenager, whatever. But Totally had it set up for Saturday, right? So I get a message literally yesterday, or maybe it was 
was fifty. Yeah, yes. And, and, and for for, clar- uh, for clarification, I. I it's a mutual friend, so it's a person I know. I, I know her person. family. I know every. I know all of them, so they knew that they were okay for her to text Andy. Correct. Yes. Correct. So, <laughs> but her, so I get a text message from her mother like yesterday. So I need to. Can you call me when you get a chance? I need to talk to you about this whole thing. I'm like, oh, here we go. And I had never spoken to the mother before. Only this the student, the kid. Uh, so she's like, well, we we've got mother's day, something going on Saturday. So she can't come Saturday. I'm like, Oh, here we go. Here's the start of yep. every goddamn student we ever have. We can't make it. This is inconvenient. Well now, well, fuck you. I'm out. I, I I'm already done. I'm already signed out in my mind. Right. So she's like, well, we can make arrangements, but I need you to call me. We can figure it out. I'm like, I don't even care. I don't want to go through this fucking process. This is when we have it. If you come, come, if you don't, don't, I don't give a fuck. It's not my problem. This is where I'm at, right? Yeah. No, no, it makes sense. Million times. Right? I would say, I would say yeah. in that in that same scenario, like my move would just be, um, well, same time next week at that point. Oh no, no, it was. It, she's like, well, we we have two weeks where we're out of town. We got blah blah blah. She started going down a list of things. I'm like, oh, okay, here yeah, we go. It's a whole. The it, then it's a whole fucking thing where it's like, here's all the reasons we can't do this thing we've committed to do. Here's a whole rigmarole. Absolutely. I'm like, all right, I'm out. I've checked out. Whatever. Do what yeah. you got to do. I don't care. <laughs> I think I think that's an important point, though. I think people don't realize, um, especially, I, I never thought about this when I was a student, but I don't think people realize how quickly they can disenfranchise an instructor. Because in my mind, the student the student instructor relationship is a lot like the way that an employer employee relationship should be. Whereas everybody in, everybody teaches. And I'm sorry, everybody treats an employer-employee relationship as, well, you should just be thankful that you're my employee, and therefore um, there's no give and take here. It's Correct. Just be grat. And and people and people do that with instructors with music. You should be grateful that I'm paying you to be my instructor, or that I'm showing up, and there's no give and take. When realistically, it's a hundred percent fifty-fifty in both of these scenarios. Like if you're a shitty student. I don't want to teach you. Right. Exactly. If you're, if you're a shitty employer, I don't want to work for you. Like you have to convince me to want to help you just as much as anything else. Like, cause I mean, dude, try, try to be one of these students that's barely picking up the channel and like skipping three out of four lessons and try to get Jack Lee to teach you. Oh, it's never going to happen, but they don't even matter. The issue is they don't know who Jack Lee is or care. It doesn't matter how much, you pay him at that point. He's going to say, "Go fuck yourself." Like, yes, but he's got that. He's got that ability. I would True. say with True. local True. instructors, though, it's got to be the same thing, right? It's like if at some point it's got to be that conversation of if you're not willing to put the time in, then what are we doing here? And I'm right. not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste my time to teach you if you're not going to ever put the time in to get good. Yeah. I think that's just as important because at that point you're you're helping with the turnover i mean you are turning over potential players at that point but it's important to turn them over early if they're not going to do it and the the expense that you're saving is you're saving um burning out your instructors yes correct exactly which you can turn over new students at a pretty decent rate if they're not going to if they're not going to stick with it anyway you can't turn over instructors especially not in our geography especially not where we live like if you if you burn out instructors and they're like i'm not going to fucking teach that person or I'm not going to teach anybody anymore because I'm tired of showing up and nobody's there, then you're truly and seriously fucked versus just being moderately, mildly fucked. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Like one, one is a kiss on the cheek and a tender loving. The other one is like a pineapple shoved up your ass the wrong way. It's like, <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> people, no, people I think it takes a long time to turn a student into a bagpiper. Do you want to know how long it takes to turn a bagpiper into a fucking instructor? Oh dear God! Can you <laughs> like, there's a huge rate of attrition there. I don't teach hardly at all anymore. I volunteer time for the band to teach and stuff like that, but like I don't fucking teach. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of responses from last week's episode about like the, your your concept, and a lot of people, are, for the most part, are very supportive of the idea, um, as long as it's like controlled in the sense that everybody knows what they're getting themselves into, because it's a whole lot of disappointment. <clears throat> I wouldn't do it for free. I do agree with Wasash that charge ten bucks as opposed to three dollars from JD. But I think everyone should have skin in like, the game. But the everybody thing I like supports your idea about like sending them to somebody's house, like yourself, a couple of the pipe you know, our semi pipe corporals, whatever, as long as those people are willing to fucking do it and not cancel themselves. Like it, it will drive me fucking bananas. If other people besides yourself and I constantly rearrange schedules or constantly canceling, like that'll drive me nuts. Yeah. Now we're just, we're wasting their time. We can't waste their time. That's no, no, I, I totally agree with that. I will say, um, one of the things I did like about JD's, um, structure was the idea that you pay everything up front. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That is a very good part of it. Because at that point, you've, you've got skin in the game already. Yeah, it's like if you don't show up, you're just losing your own money. So yeah, what's the and, and like if it's one of those things where you pay up front, if you don't show, I mean, it's like a, it's like acting class, you know, like you pay up front. If you don't show, fuck you, I keep your cash. Right. Exactly correct. Yeah. I think that could drastically. <clears throat> that might be important part of it. Like we as pipers need to take ourselves more seriously in that we do offer some value to people's lives. Right. And sometimes I think we, we're so desperate for people that we don't realize our own worth in, in, I, I don't know, say society. No, no, in, no. I totally agree. That's why I brought up the 50, 50 thing. Like it really is 50, 50 relationship. Like mm-hmm. they have to meet you halfway. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be, I really want to do this. And then the instructor really wants to do this. And that's how it works. If you get an instructor that's not willing to commit at least 50% to the process, then they're not an instructor anymore. Fucking get rid of them. If you get a student that's not willing to commit at least 50% to the process, they're not a student anymore. Fuck them. Get rid of them. Right. Like, you can fire students. Like, that's a thing. Oh, it's definitely a thing. I learned that, again, like I said, from Hornet. I've had had people that I used to teach that I was like, I'm not going to teach you anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's just a waste of my time and a waste of your time and money, and I'm not going to get rich being a pipe band teacher. And I'm dead. And Fusco, <laughs> I have to get rich. Lucy's well, that's a whole bills are thing. insane. So the fact that you're part time is true. Is or and, and all the pipers other than me, uh, they're not part time. They're that's not even remotely why they care about teaching. One, it's good for them to do it. Like you said, we've talked about that. Makes you better. But two, but two, um, it gets them more involved in the. Um, expansion, improvement of the band, which gives them more personal, uh, what do you call it? Um, value to adding to the, to the success of the organization. Well, and, if it, you will. And, and it forces, I mean, I would say for the instructors, people, the people that are teaching that have never taught before, it forces them to look at the process in a more analytical way. Cause you have to explain it. Instead mm-hmm. of just ha- yeah. instead of just having someone hold your hand and drag you through the process, you have to actually be the person holding the hand. But I but we've already we already kind of went over a bunch of this, so I want to I want to bang out a few more um, housekeeping things. Sure, keep going. Yeah. 
Um, so we did get an email from Hugh. Oh, yeah. Down south. Or no, not down south. Down in Australia. Down under. <laughs> so uh, Hugh says, good day, Andy and Josh. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do an accent. <laughs> no, do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I can't do it. He says, this may be a bit long, so apologies. I just want to share with you some of my thoughts about some of your recent topics. Living in Australia, we feel even more cut off from the rest of the world than most, so live streaming is a must for us. Mind you, if you live more than an hour's drive from an event, you're likely to say, fuck it, it's too far to go anyway. Here in Australia, we have a bloke who streams many brass band competitions, and recently he was streaming the New Zealand National Pipe Band Championships with Tyler Fry doing the comparing. Just brilliant. From what I can gather, both organizations love what he does. The streaming lets this side of the world be seen by the Northern Hemisphere. If anyone is interested in the website, it's brassband.com. Brass band, like band, like band from stuff. Uh, getting new members into any group hasn't always will be a difficult task. Over the last 40-odd years, I've been involved in quite a few different groups, ranging from scouts, programmer groups, hot air ballooning, and now bagpipes. And I've always found it difficult when you are a, when you are a minority group. You get lots of people who say they would love to give it a go but never commit. Pricks. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We, we have to be careful, however, that we don't expect others to have the same enthusiasm and passion as we do. Andy, getting band members who aren't at the top of the game to teach beginners may be the only way of getting new beginners. As we are all busy people, getting a suitable time for both the students and teachers can be difficult, so increasing the number of tutors will improve the odds. I'm actually doing this for a similarly aged friend, another old fart, at the moment, and I know <laughs> he will never be a great piper, but he is enjoying the experience and is promoting bagpipes. I don't think he'd be learning if I wasn't teaching him, and also it helps my playing by picking up on his faults. Also, he joined the Dojo U at my suggestion, and it provides great teaching material as well. Guys, keep the shit coming, and don't forget to have some Vegemite on your toast each. Hey, cheers, Hugh. <laughs> uh, Fuck I'm not going to have Never touching Vegemite, Vegemite again. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> no, it makes sense. I do think that there, the solution is probably um, having more instructors, getting people more involved, and not necessarily... You know, like we like, like we talked about last week, de- decentralizing the process to where it's more personal relationship. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. All right, so uh, this one, this next one's you, buddy. Uh, yes. So I'm hoping it's the one that I think that it is. Is it the Stephen from Facebook? No, this is number five on the notes. Yeah, I know, but is which Stephen is it? That's not number five. Five on the notes. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I jumped ahead on you. I was getting so excited about Steven's voice email. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we have a, we got a great voicemail this week, didn't we? Did yeah. you hear it? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to play it uh, for everybody tonight. But we got a great voicemail from uh, Jamie up in Canada. And uh, she had so many co- interesting things to say. Really, so, really some uh, vulgar stuff, too. Actually, so, Josh, why don't you just play it for us? Because that'll be easier... Yeah, no, let me just cue that up. Nah, we're just kidding. Nah, we're just kidding. <laughs> she, she asked us not to play it. Yeah, we had a we got a great voicemail, and she asked us not to play it. So sorry, I hit not- my mic. I got I got a drink. <laughs> Where's the bell, dude? Can you not hear it? I've hit it a couple times. Oh, I did not Is hear it better? at all. Oh, there you go. There you now go. I hear it. <laughs> so, for the record, Jamie was just shitting her pants. I'm sure she's like, oh, those fuckers. <laughs> I told them not to read. All right. Uh, but realistically, yes. Uh, the message from Steven, that is you. Okay. So, Steven says, just finished listening to your episode about losing Josh's bag. Sucks ass, but it pushed me to hurry up and sign up for Patreon. So, thank you, Steven. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. 
Dude, we got our, quite a few new members this week. Yeah, which the Patreon, is awesome. the Patreon army is going strong, and I cannot even begin to tell you guys how uh, how appreciative I am of our fucking just phenomenal fan base. Yeah, dude, like the percentage is way higher than it should be. Yeah, <laughs> of people that support I'm, I'm us, so I, we really appreciate it, and it helps us do things like the very next thing we're about to do. What is that, Josh? Oh, um, so. We asked this question, so I'm, I'm experimenting with uh, asking questions via Facebook versus Patreon versus whatever. So we asked this uh, question to the Patreon subscribers, mm-hmm. and I've, I've selected an answer that was sent to us. Um, the question was, Mary Fuck Kill. And I, I'm assuming everyone's fairly familiar with the game Mary Fuck Kill, but the idea this is... is you have I the option to marry, fuck, or kill, and then three names, and you have to marry one, fuck one, and kill the other one. So I proposed the question to our patrons. Mary fuck kill Joe Brady, <laughs> Stuart Little, and Richard Parks. And I selected the uh the best answer that was submitted to us. Um we may do this we may do this more in the future. We'll see. We've got um, ideas. It says so this person anon- uh, requests to be anonymous. They said uh they would marry Richard Parks and be the trophy spouse spouse of the pipe major with the most world championships in recent history. As a de facto queen of the band, you'd probably get a couple FMM prospects as personal servants. She would fuck Stuart Little, a piping rock star that likely crushes tons of puss, so he definitely knows how to show a lady, and who knows, maybe a few gents a good time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. And uh, last but not least, and I guess that leaves kill for Joe Brady, which is only fair, I suppose, him being an old man who's lived his life and all. Cheers, boys. Hashtag one of the six. Wow. <laughs> that was a great answer. I'll give I'll give her credit for that one. Um, so, yeah, we did. <laughs> sorry, have one, sorry, Joe. We had one of the six right in. Um, so, Fusco, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, Mary fuck kill. Joe Brady, Stuart Little, Richard Parks. Okay. So, Mary is an easy one for me. Okay. I would absolutely marry Joe Brady. Okay. And why? I love I love that man. One, he's got a giant penis, and that would really expand my abilities to fart, exit. Fart silently? <laughs> no, I love fucking Joe Brady. The guy is a marketing genius. He's the most ex- uh, entertaining and exciting person I've ever met. You do have a tight, um, don't you? Of course. How am I going to make this decision on the other side, though? Okay, so... So Mary, all right, I'm gonna marry Joe. So then I'm gonna, all right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna absolutely f Stuart Little. Okay. Because he, I agree with Mary. Oh fuck, was I not supposed to say your name? Yeah, you should edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with? <laughs> so I would agree with that previous caller who said f Stuart Little because that guy is a sexy beast and he's. Uh, I can listen to him play just. Turns me on, and so why wouldn't I? Okay. And then Richard Parks, I would kill because it's time for somebody else to succeed. I've had enough of the FM and their winning ways. Although they are geniuses, I do not disagree. But I, I just need somebody else to win because otherwise, this is getting very boring. From a Las Vegas perspective, when the fucking Patriots win every goddamn year, you get sick of it. I mean, I love Tom Brady, but enough's enough. Retire, son of a bitch. Richard, get out of the game. <laughs> retire, <bro>. retire, Richard. <laughs> all right, so all I'm right. gonna These kill are, Richard. So, so that's you've my, married, my. you've married Joe Brady, you fucked Stuart Little, and you've killed Richard Parks. Oh yeah. 
Fantastic. And, and to be honest, the show has fucked Joe Brady on a regular basis, so I don't know if that's <laughs> really... <laughs> hey, we've made Joe Brady famous. <laughs> we did, we did. <laughs> so what would you do? Do you have any thoughts so, on um, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty similar. So uh, here are my thoughts. I would uh, marry Stuart Little. Ooh, that's different. Okay, the man, the man is an absolute gem, and I think we have we could have a great life together. Um, in this scenario, I'm going to fuck Joe Brady. Ooh, because I want to make sure that you know that I fucked your husband. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and, and, that, and that I was better in every way. <laughs> well, we'll see. I guess we'll see. And um, and I, I'm going to agree. I, I would kill Richard Parks because um, he's Darth Vader. And I like to think that I'm the, uh, you know, at least the Luke Skywalker of this story, if not. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So, I, um, I, I mean, all these answers are all very good. But before, I, I, but before, good. right before he dies, I'll, I'll, I'll know that I have um, brought out the good in him <laughs> and returned him to the light side of the force. <laughs> should we post another should we um not post um propose another f mary kill for the audience that's going to be listening to this for next week oh yeah the patreon message didn't obviously work but yeah, the so, one you were um, talking about earlier yeah so the the new one is uh, who is the third person i remember two of them you me and big rap oh yeah so the so the mary fuck kill for next week um listeners you're encouraged to participate is mary fuck kill josh fuko big rap why do I, I feel wait like? To hear their why do I feel like Big Rab gets married in every one of these? And <laughs> you and no I, way, dude. He gets and you and I, either get fucked guaranteed. or killed. No, no, no. He gets killed in everyone, guaranteed. Okay, so yeah, Mary fuck kill for next <laughs> week. Um, write us in your answers, Chanaran at gmail dot com. Mary fuck kill, Josh, Andy, Big Rab. And then this next number eight, I'm just going to delete because who cares if Grace Note Vortex ever comes back? They're obviously never coming back. So why do we keep talking about it? Um, Fusco, this next one's you. Okay, so this was this is a just a sort of a funny thing that happened in Vegas within the last two months or so. So, Josh, I'm interested about your response to this. So, this is what happened. I'm going to tell you the story of what happened. Right. So, like a month ago, whatever, late March, early April, I got approached to do a funeral. Okay. And I was I was already booked for something, whatever it was, and I couldn't do it. So I said, let me give me a day or a couple days and I will call around to my guy, my usual crew, my pipe band members, whatever. I'll find somebody for you. He was a very nice guy. Super cool guy. I'm like, let me find someone for you. You want to keep looking? That's fine. But I'll find somebody for you. So I did find somebody. I think it was, it was probably Angel. You couldn't do it. But yeah. I think I got Angel to, to agree to do it. And Angel's a pretty solid player, especially yeah. for things yeah, like this. Yeah, solid player. So, so I call the guy back. He's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. I, I actually got somebody from the fire department. I'm not, I won't say the guy's name. Uh-oh. Somebody who I unfortunately have taught in the past, but it's neither here nor there because it's been a long Apparently time. not very well. Yeah. So here's what happened. Ready? Ready for this part. This is the best fucking part of this story. So <laughs> he shows up to this place, does the funeral. Similarly to the McCain Piper, <laughs> he makes a fucking wreck of it. He couldn't even finish. He played. He was tra- trying to play Amazing Grace. Couldn't finish twice through. He broke down a second and a second time through Amazing Grace. Right. I heard about this after the fact from a person who knows this guy, oh, not from Jesus. the family, 
So fortunately, like I didn't recommend the guy. I called this guy back and said, oh, I have somebody. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. I found somebody from the fire department. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, so now oh, I'm in oh, a position imagine, in my head. Imagine the savings. So listen to this. So I'm in my head. I'm thinking, okay, I know exactly who he's talking about. Should I – do I shit on this guy? I don't want to – not necessarily shit on this guy, but should I like highly recommend that he doesn't do it this way? Or do I just let it go? I think at that point it's on it's on the client. I think so too. So what I chose is I'm out. Okay, great. Good luck. Fair enough, right? So I hear back that this guy breaks down halfway through Amazing Grace the second time through. Couldn't finish the fucking tune. Probably hadn't practiced in forever. Probably could barely had his pipe set up. Who knows, right? But this is the th- difference. Here's the thing that the guy did that was different. He was so ashamed of what happened. That he gave the family the money back for what they paid him to do the gig. Damn. Okay. I mean, there's, there's, that's, it's honorable there. That was an honorable move. Imagine how embarrassing that move would have been to go up to somebody like, I'm so sorry. I fucked up. I fucked up his I fucked funeral up. Here's so your bad. And, it, and it's not like the person can die again. Right. No. The like, moment is past. You pretty it's much, you pretty done. much get the one shot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, that sucks. Well, you get what you paid for, right? Like, I mean, I think in this situation, it just kind of reinforces something that we talked about in the show a lot, where if you can't fucking play a gig, don't 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 fucking take the gig. It's shameful that somebody would pick up a gig like that and not if you don't. Okay, so this is one of the things we we teach you. Well, Dojo teaches us a little bit, but I definitely do. If you're unsure, it's probably wrong. Yeah. So if, if you're, you're even if you're, remotely if you're not unsure, sure, say no. don't fucking do it. Yep. <laughs> Give it up. to somebody who's absolutely 100% sure. Yeah, man, especially for a funeral because it's such a it's such a delicate situation when you're playing a funeral. And, I'm, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but there's a right way to do it. Like, you gotta you got to have respect, but also be personable, but also, like, not make it about you because it's not about you. It's about the person who's deceased. And there, there's so many layers to um, putting off a good performance, not just musically, but also like having the correct level of respect and attention to detail that right. if you're even remotely unsure, you're going to fuck it up. Like if simple stress in a performing situation can make you fuck up, the heavy stress of a bunch of people sobbing around you because you're commemorating the loss of their loved one and then you fuck it up, that is just it just piles on. I mean, I can't even imagine that would suck so fucking hard. What's that saying? I think it was Bill Belichick or somebody said it. And I think you've talked about it in the band where like when under, Oh no, no, no. It was a Navy seal thing. What under stress you, you never to rise your, to the occasion. What do you, what is it? What's the answer? So, so the, 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 the phrase is nobody ever rises to the occasion. You sink to your lowest level of training. Correct. That's that's the one. So so the idea <laughs> that is perpetuated in like movies and feel good stories and stuff is that, well, we're the underdogs and we've never gotten it right before, but we will this time. No, realistically, when you're under a stress situation, all you will do is perform the worst that you've ever performed under training. Correct. Exactly. That's, this is a perfect example of that. So when you get to that situation, if the worst you ever performed under training is uh, falling apart and not being able to finish the tune, don't enter that scenario. Exactly. Like, have some common sense. Like, oh, think well, it I've through. Never, I've never nailed it in practice, but the music will swell, and I'll totally kill it 
there'll be a montage of me training, and then uh, the music will sell, swell, and I'll totally kill it at the, at the big the big game. You know, <laughs> and, exactly. and it's a common misconception. Like, no, you you never that never happens. What happens is if you've nailed it in practice a few times, you may play as well as you did in practice. Yeah, maybe. So the question is: Ask yourself: Are you that one in a million? Nobody is. Nobody is that one in a million. No, it's very insanely rare, obviously. But at least, hey, you know, some of these guys go into these situations thinking. So you're saying there's a chance. But also, that's why <laughs> that's why we stress the importance of like um, difficult practice and difficult training, right? Yeah, give yourself make like it the difficult. Reason, the reason we'll run our pipers through an obstacle course pre St. Patrick's Day is you know you're only going to do as good as the worst you do in practice. Right. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. And if the worst you do in practice is pretty good, then we can we can work with that. But the idea that you suddenly jump and rise to the occasion is bullshit. That never happens. Never. All you Absolutely. ever do is you sink to your lowest level of training, and if your lowest level of training is shit, then you're fucked. Then you get a McCain Piper scenario. Exactly. Because you try so. to you try to figure it out on the day, which never works. Right. Good luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, that, it's it's unfortunate, but um, also it's an important lesson, and I bet that guy won't make that mistake again. Oh, he, I, well, we, you hope he learned his lesson, but he should have learned that ten years ago. Like when you have to refund someone, uh, when they pay the piper at a funeral, and you have to refund them because you fucked it up so bad. That is rough. That is rough, as Lucy likes to say. Yep. <laughs> so. Okay, so we have a couple more things to go through, including the pipe band fail of the week, the pipe band win of the week, and our topic of the uh, adventures of Andy Fuko at the Dojo U Tuning Clinic, which we are going to get to right after this break, where we thank some of our fan-fucking-tastic patrons. Mm, yeah, we got lots of cool patrons. We got Aaron and Alistair, Barbara, Ben, Biffy, and Bill. Got Bobby, Bradley, Brian, Camille, Corley, Dacia, Diami, and Fiona, and Gareth, you too. Ian, Ian, Jamie, and Jason. Thank you again to all of our fantastic patrons for supporting the Channel Rant Podcast. And Fusco, without delay, I think it's time we get to the pipe band fail of the week. Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. So um, I do, do you want any setup for this one or just let it let it speak for itself? <laughs> I don't really know much about this, this one. This is some Send kind of a, a Christmas clip, I think. Christmas party clip. Yeah, it's Christmas party. Somebody sent this in to us. You'll, 
you'll you'll hear it. But this is the thing. Like, don't post this shit on Facebook or YouTube, or whatever. Everybody argues like, well, he's trying, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, that's great. Just don't fucking paste it, post it on Facebook, or YouTube. Well, and I and I don't think this person ended up posting this video. I think the whoever did the event maybe. But that's also there's a word of warning there. Other people are yeah. recording, so don't fuck up. Yeah, and, or just don't accept the gig, like McCain Pepper. There you go. All right, let's hear it. Not bad so far. Mm. Oh wait, wait a minute. Yeah, starting to lose it. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. So um, <clears throat> there's there's some struggle bus happening, but yeah. I'd say overall not the worst that I've heard. It's by not by far not the worst fail we've ever played, but there's some things going on here for sure. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you a, a, a theory, and you, you definitely hear it when he goes from tune one to tune two mm-hmm. in, in the clip that you played. So Bruce Hitchings once a long time ago talked about. The triangle of piping, right? And I'm going to get the words he uses wrong, but there's basically three sides of this coin, if you will. So there's it's your... not a coin because it's got three sides. No, it's not, but it's a triangle. It's a triangular, <laughs> triangular coin. It's a, it's a... pyramid-shaped <laughs> coin with three sides, yet exactly. none, of so, them, none of them could actually be landed on. None whatsoever. But so the pyramid has things, four right? sides. But okay, it's okay. Just... There's like your tonal quality, let's say. So your tone overall. There's your musicality. And there's your, there's your technique, right? Mm-hmm. So what would you say? I know what you're going to say, but what would you say this guy is not so bad at? Um, I would say tone. Tonality is not awful. The The drones yeah. aren't in, but I think the channer is actually pretty well balanced. Really? Okay, yeah. I would I would 100% disagree with you. Cause I his think, technique is decent, and his tone is shit. Oh, see, see, like <laughs> I, I think that the tech, the, the things that bother me with the technique are the lack of musicality and also like just the oh, blatant wait, mistakes. I, I defined for you that musicality was separate than technique. It's very important to wait. To what separate. are the three sides again? Give me three sides one more time. Tonal quality, so tone overall. Okay. Music musicality. Okay. And technique. I, I don't like any of those. I think I guess the strongest then would be technique. That's what I would say, right? His his tarlows were reasonable. They were they were pretty clear. You could tell what he was playing. You knew what he was doing. I think it's all kind of kind of weak. When we listened to this in the beginning, you were like, "Oh, his like his music is shit because he's just playing notes. He's not playing with any sense of rhythm or yeah. expression." No, no, and, or whatever. and I hear that a lot, and it's one of the things that drives me nuts. Um, not just in uh, people that aren't doing performance as well. But one of them, one of my pet peeves is in practice and rehearsal, and even while you're tuning up when people will take a tune that you're using to check the tone 
mm-hmm. and just blow through it and not play it musically. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> drives me nuts, right? And and I've I've stopped people before, and people get pissed off when I say, "Yeah, but play it like it's music." Yes. Like I know I understand that you're tuning your drones or that you're that I'm checking your high hand or whatever. But when we're playing Green Hills, you should still play it like it's music because it is. And mm-hmm. if you're just Absolutely. fucking half-assing it, all you're doing is training yourself to half-ass playing the tune. Yeah, I tell people this all the time. Like, never, ever, 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 ever play it just to play it. Never play right? it like nobody's <laughs> listening. Like nobody's listening. Because I'm even listening. Then, and even, yeah, I'm listening. And when you're half-assing shit. it, even if it's an easier <laughs> tune. Like, I'm more frustrated when you half-ass an easy tune. Oh, absolutely. So when people play Green tune, Hills or whatever. So just play it well. Yeah. When you when somebody tunes up to Green Hills and they just sort of finger fuck through it, yeah. just blast through la, it or whatever la, with no la, expression. La, 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 la. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, like rhythm is everything, man. Just play it like what was that music. one thing? What was the one thing that you you told me you learned from, uh, who the fuck was it? The whole thing about rhythm. Tell me what. You, oh, you know the what every, talking. are you talking about the every instrument is a drum? Yes. Yeah. Tell, so, so the first time I heard it was in an interview with the band Eagles of Death Metal. If you're not familiar with them, I highly recommend you check them out. They're awesome. Um, but actually, they took it from uh, James Brown. James Brown was a person who said that every in- play every instrument like it's a drum. Yes. Every instrument should be a drum. Rhythm and syncopation are key to making interesting music. Absolutely, hundred percent of the time. And that does not. That absolutely 100% applies to bagpipes. Yeah. 100%. No. Rhythm so and syncopation key. are incredibly important, <laughs> especially when you get into more complex tunes. When you get into the strass-based reels, jigs, it's it can sound round, but if it sounds round, it means you're probably doing it wrong. Probably. Probably. Depending so in this guy's tune. case, right, isn't that what he's doing? He's playing with very little rhythm. Well, he's finger-fucking through it. Like you said, you know, it's it's just... Like there's no there's no tempo set there's no uh, short note long note there's no a lap ASAP exactly which is also why I tell people to play to a fucking metronome <laughs> exactly right absolutely because you can't change you can't change the tempo at which you're playing based on which parts are easy for you and which parts are hard for you when you're playing to a fucking metronome you just have to play to the metronome the whole time which was well demonstrated by me last week when I completely slowed down and sped up during the easy and hard parts of that fucking tune that I played. Yep. <laughs> but, but that was your interpretation. Key, right? right. That's key. So in this guy's tone, like you, you started off saying, his t- I agree. His tone wasn't terrible, the, but the his chanter, high hand was insanely flat, especially yeah, once he started to get uncomfortable. The chanter's not right? great. The chanter and drones aren't balanced well, but I expected it to be so much worse overall. Correct. And, and I will say this, as the clip goes on, like, and I can play a little bit more, as the clip goes on, you can tell this guy's like riding the struggle bus really hard because he's like physically moving a lot. So I guarantee oh, yeah. it's an incredibly inefficient instrument. Yep. But let's hear Which just, leads just to, to our be topic sure. eventually. <laughs> Go ahead. Now that, that's when you get to the point where the brain and the hands just aren't working together anymore because there's not enough oxygen going to either. <laughs> I wonder if he had any oxygen going to begin with, but either way. <laughs> I mean, I, I do think people undervalue the physicality of the instrument. Like, Oh, remarkably, they undervalue that. Like, I well, What is the number one question that you always get when somebody sees you in the street? Is that hard? Is that hard to play? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That's insanely hard to play. <laughs> yes, it is hard to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's a lot of physicality to it, and uh, I, I think people underestimate that. Um, it is hard. It's hard to be not in decent shape, uh, at least cardiovascularly, and perform the bagpipe well. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because other, uh, you get to a point where you just get gassed if you have no endurance and you don't have good cardiovascular health. Like you don't have to be fucking Adonis like Andrew Douglas is now. Like you don't have to, you don't have to be that. But you do have to have a certain baseline level of like being able to breathe heavily for forty five minutes without dying. Right. Exactly. <laughs> You know what the best training is, I think, for bagpipes? What's that? Fucking. Oh, absolutely. So like, that's probably why we do so much of it as pipers. Like, like realistically, it's good full body exercise, um, trains your endurance, and also trains you to be, I think there's a level of sensitivity that's involved. You, you gotta think have, so? You got to have finesse. Oh, yeah. There's a certain amount of like if you finesse. Can't, if you can't adjust pressure and rhythm, <laughs> then you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be able to ever so slightly adjust pressure and rhythm to hit the goal you're looking for <laughs> to hit the uh the o spot yeah. <laughs> the g spot <laughs> and, and it's the same with bagpiping like you you gotta be able to adjust your pressure to hit the correct tone and the rhythm to make sure the music sounds good exactly, exactly and adjust correct. on the fly as needed you gotta be able to adapt <laughs> and overcome exactly <laughs> much like the marines much like the marines <laughs> um okay so that was our pipe and fail of the week and it wasn't one of the worst ones we've had but i think it, i think it's worth noting some of the blatant issues that come up in these kinds of situations here's sure. our pipe and win of the week and this is from vtat right yes correct virginia military so this uh, is some two. this is some dog shit band playing at vtat so let's hear them They do have some handsome kilt stuff. All right, that was boner worthy. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. That was, yeah. Damn. Ooh, that's sexy. Okay. So I got and lots of things to say about this. One of the things <laughs> I just want to mention off the bat is in that like fairly complicated cutoff, the, the pipe major just w- does not walk in in time, doesn't tap anyone out to close it off like... Everybody just already knows where the thing's ending. Oh, they know it because they've done it seven thousand like, times. He doesn't give them. He doesn't give them any real visual signal of stopping. Like he just casually walks in, not in time, and they all know when they're stopping anyway. So there's no point because because right. the percussion is just holding it down. Right. Absolutely. That was that was okay. So <laughs> that was good. What's interesting is that was the, really the arrangement. Good. The arrangement is interesting. It's a classic tune. Um, fuck is it the hard drive or the long drive or the fucking short drive or the over the top drive i, I don't it's know it's called it's the floppy, i think it's called the floppy disk the floppy disk yeah whatever it is i always get it confused with the new um fred morrison tune that everybody loves but they have a similar t- name but anyway it's fucking sexy especially that rearrangement of that last part where they right super super interesting that nice long hold but that tightness, the tightness of that is remarkable. So this is grade three. 
Yep. And this is the band that came in last in grade three. So can you imagine the other yeah. three fucking bands at this level? This is this is a like, this, this is a band that completely shit the bed and um came in dead <laughs> last. Fucking, went home shame went, went home covered in shame with their tail between <laughs> their legs. They absolutely should have. But <laughs> but the tightness was remarkable for like a grade three band to play that arrangement of a tune is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I that think. was yeah, that was phenomenal performance by all involved. I thought the pipes were amazing. I thought I forgot how much I missed having solid, just tight drums. Well, have we ever had that? No, I mean, we've had drums, but have we ever had solid? Ah, uh, Bally Breeze had a pretty decent drum. Corps. Yeah, no, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay, good. so <laughs> that's man, it's remarkable when those two things come together and how interesting that can become, well, and how they feed off each other and how they they both improve the quality of the other. Yeah, yeah, like it, like yeah. it really. Once you get to that level of uh, decent amount of drummers performing at a decent level and pipers doing the same, it becomes this like symbiotic relationship of, oh my god, the the tighter you play, the tighter I'm going to play, the better we're going to sound. Now we can really get some big, some real big dynamics in here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, no, dude, that was that was a super cool arrangement. I really, I really enjoyed the whole thing. We only played a clip of it, but you can feel free to. You'll you'll see it in the notes this week. We'll yeah, and um, that band, uh, it's probably worth mentioning, is Waken District. Absolutely. And they did Those not they did not cut Joe Brady. Yeah, I think I saw him in the corner there. <laughs> despite despite all of our recommendations, they sh- probably should have. I mean, they might have done better. Might have won, but might have won if you cut <laughs> Joe Brady. But, uh, but yeah, fantastic, good. fantastic showing. I mean, that was just that was just amazing. Okay, Fosco. So um, it's time for us to get to the closest thing we're going to have to a topic of the week, and it should be a fairly short one, which is you have been in New York um, for, what, four or five days now? Yep. Since Yeah, four, four days, yep. And you went up for the Dojo U Tuning Clinic. I did. This is their yearly clinic. This is year three. My first year, but their year three. So my question is, as a person who can't tune for shit, um, why do they have you go? <laughs> one because i give an amazing blowjob for andrew douglas Fair. and uh his wife does not complain because she doesn't have to do it yeah she, so, doesn't, have, she doesn't have to take that stank dick <laughs> uh as you well know i have an amazing year and uh also part two of that is i'm cheap and easy so <laughs> <laughs> he, he, so doesn't have to, he doesn't have to put you up in a hotel room when you go to new york Oh, no. well, usually no, but he did this weekend, which was great, because I did not want to have to drive 40 minutes each way every morning to get there at 8 o'clock in the morning. So tell, tell our listeners a little bit about the, um, the concept behind the tuning clinic, because I think we're all familiar with piping schools. Sure. Schools and courses and things like that. What is the difference between something like a piping school and the Dojo U tuning clinic? Okay, so what's interestingly different is the 100% of the three days that we're there is focused on helping people to learn to tune better and not just developing an ear because it's so much not about an ear. Everybody thinks it is, but it's not, it's about following a very simple process that we all underestimate and think too much about because we, as adults, usually adults, we overcomplicate the situation and, uh, struggle with tuning because we can't ample answer a simple question. And what is the simple question? Is it better or worse, Josh? Is it better or worse? Up or down? That's all you got to know. It's really that fucking simple. 
Andrew might be mad at me for telling him, telling everybody in the world, or at least to the six people that listen to the but show. If you, but if you want the full <laughs> experience of how to tune on the Andrew Douglas method, you can always get 5% off your Dojo U membership by going to Channel Rant, uh, by going to dojouniversity.com slash analingus. Analingus, absolutely. That's the new hashtag. <laughs> So it's, it's it was an, it was actually a very good weekend. We had I don't know thirty something students that came, which was double from last year, yeah. which is amazing. A lot anywhere from Canada. The furthest person I noticed on the list was from Arizona. Believe it or not, they oh, came wow. all the way to Albany. Anybody? But a lot of people from Canada. Know? What's that? Somebody we know from AZ? No, 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 no nobody we knew. But some random. Uh, yeah. Fucking so, but random. a lot of people from Canada in the Northeast, for the most part, some from the South, some from the Midwest. But it was an excellent, 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 excellent clinic. And essentially, what we did for three days was work with them on. I mean, once we got past Andrew blathering theoretically and, for and hours, like, London, yeah, <laughs> we would. It's a hard. It's a hard break, thing to get past. Yeah, we break off into groups and just work on. Literally, the tuning process of tuning your drones and then eventually get to the channers, obviously. But uh, but most of it focused on the prerequisites to tuning. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two steps, basically, that you need to have before you can tune well. And we focused a lot on the pre- prerequisites. What are what are the prerequisites, aside from um, having an airtight bag and also oh. having drones calibrated? Oh, well, funny you should say that, Josh. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Oh, is that, is that the only prerequisite? <laughs> oh, strangely enough. By the way, you, it's really difficult to tune if your bag is inefficient in any way, sh- or if your whole setup is inefficient yeah. in any if, way, shape, If your form. setup is shit, um, you can't tune because you can't play a clean note evenly for an extended period of time. And if you can't produce tonal quality, i.e. blowing steady or blowing to the sweet spot, it's almost impossible to tune which I re- realized this as a teacher. I, it's been a while because our people locally are reasonably good, solid blowers. I would say I would say over the past year, um, we've developed, actually largely you and Jack have developed w- the strongest tonal quality this band's seen in my recollection. And I've known this band for, you know, 10, 15 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, we don't get a lot of stuff right. But our tonal quality is fucking on point, <laughs> which is important. And what happened in our competition? And I knew this years ago. We just never focused on it until five years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven, whatever it is. But tone is everything yeah. when it comes to. And that, I think that's what makes the difference. Really, tone forgives all sins. The uh, with the compliments that we got, even playing for sheets in Vegas, I think that a lot of that was tonal quality. I mean, it just was a good sound. It's a good strong sound. Even with yeah. pipes and one snare drum and, <laughs> and maybe a bass on half the day. Yeah, maybe a bass on half the day. <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah. do I get to just play bass in the next contest if we're playing for sheets? Like it might it might it might work out, but except I need I need you on that corner. Like I rock the shit out of some bass drum. You kinda do. Um right. I'm sorry. Uh should we pull the sheets from SoCal? <laughs> from 2015 or yeah. 2016, whatever it was. Pull the sheets from last time I played bass drum in a contest, and all we got was like comments about how amazing the bass drum was. Oh my god, they they weren't bad, except you were making it up as you went. Like, I mean, you knew the music, so that helps. I knew the pipe. I knew the pipe score. I didn't know right. the drum score, so I was making it. Up. I mean, I think I had like we had like two run throughs before I we were in contest. Right, but you know the trick is you just got to play it from your balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, exactly. Like, 
Like I made love to that base score. Brilliant. That you did. I agree. So what else? Um, piping clinic. So you want to hear some funny stories about the piping clinic? Absolutely. Uh, how, how is, how is the ongoing um, sitcom saga that is your bromance with Keegan? Oh, so Keegan was there. Absolutely. <laughs> I, so I, ran, I, I, mean, so, <laughs> for, I mean, for some stories. <laughs> so I ran into him. He didn't come until Friday. He got there late Friday night when he brought his very attractive woman. Very attractive. Holy moly. Legendary McGonagall daughter. But um, so I ran into him in the bar. Like we, we had been there all day already. <clears throat> and uh, I saw him across the way. So I ran up to him. Slow motion. I did it slow motion on purpose. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then I jumped and I jumped into his arms and then we jumped up and down like um I don't know, like a couple of <laughs> and uh hugged each other. <laughs> That's fantastic. And it was it was great. So that was when I first saw him, and I did not share a room with him because he did not trust me in the same room with his lovely girlfriend, which I understand. Smart, smart and man. <laughs> yep. I, I gotta agree with him. So guess what happened? Uh oh. I got to share a room with somebody who I'd never met before. The legendary Eric Olette. Who is also oh, the Enverary Pipe Band member? Shit. Plays with Enverary, used to play with Orrin Moore, Andrew Douglas back in the day, et cetera, et cetera. This guy's a fucking legend, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Holy moly. He's such a legend. You yeah, boys getting into some shenanigans, huh? Oh, boy, did we ever. Andrew was like, I think you guys are going to like each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're both insane. He's so insane, he didn't show up to class on Sunday. He was so hungover and so drunk. <laughs> like, I was his roommate. He did not, I couldn't get him out of bed. I tried to wake him up twice on Sunday morning to get him out of bed. He, he just wasn't, was not just wasn't having it. Nope. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll be there later. Don't worry, I'll be there. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's up to you now. I tried twice. I'm out. <laughs> and he was, he, was, uh, he was one of the, like a student participant? No, no, no. He was a teacher. He was one oh, of the Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Exactly. It was hysterical. You know, uh, you guy, know you're in bad shape when Andy Fusco is getting up out of bed to show up to class to teach before you do. Absolutely, dude. I showed up like a champion every day. I was hungover as shit, especially Sunday. We were out till three in the morning. God Jesus knows. Jesus Christ. Walking around Troy, New York. You're too old for this another. shit. Absolutely. <laughs> and these two guys, Keegan and, and uh, Eric, were out. I'm like, right, guys, I got to go. I. I want to show up tomorrow. I need to get paid for this. So I'm going to show up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Keegan made it. He, he got up. Doogie, and, Doogie uh, won't give me my return flight tickets until, <laughs> until I teach on Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I, and yeah, I don't was... want to get stuck in Troy fucking New York. <laughs> Hell no, dude. I went to college there. That's enough for me. <laughs> but, oh my God, that guy is a fucking legend. So Saturday night, right? I left early from the bar. Him and a bunch of the, like, but the fun crew were out pretty late, right? So I go, I went home. It was probably two thirty or something like that, whatever it was. And I'm in bed sleeping. He comes in like a bull in a china shop, fucking bashes through the door, <laughs> fucking turns the lights on. He's like, "Hey!" Wakes me up on purpose. He's like, "I'm like, I jump out of fucking bed. I'm like, what? What happened? Where am I?" He's like, nothing. Go back to bed. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Just to fuck with you. Oh, just to fuck with me. He was fucking... So I wake up the next day, shit everywhere. All the room. He doesn't care. His, like, pants are, are, like, near the bathroom. His, like, shirt is near the bed. Y'all are, like, checking out this day, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had to get... Yeah. I had to check out by... Because I had to be in class by 8 o'clock. This is, like, like such a... Pack my shit. It's, like, such a girl thing to do to, like, when it's, like, oh, by the way, we have five minutes, so we have to check out, and your shit's everywhere. 
Everywhere. Absolutely. This is exactly what he did. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, he was a champion. It was quite fun to hang out with those guys, um, the Inverary guys. There's three of them that play with Inverary, and Carl, of course. Of course. And uh, it was a great time. Um, excellent clinic, I think, overall. Uh, a lot of shenanigans we have. A lot of drinks were consumed. We crawled home. And... Uh, I like how this That's, has become like the party weekends or all these Piper's Dojo events. I know, right? Although it's not just Piper's Dojo. Andrew made a comment at one point. He's like, well, it, it, he was, had a very good, he was in very good spirits. Even although Eric didn't show up, he was pretty nice about it. He was like, well, it wouldn't be a bagpipe weekend if one of the instructors didn't fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> if one of the instructors common. wasn't too hungover to show up. Oh, I mean, it happened at Vegas games, right? Last year, yeah. remember? So, I mean, it happens. It's just one of those things. These guys like to party, you know? Speaking of speaking so, of partying, um, our next event is San Diego, right? That's the plan. End of June, yeah. End of June. So, uh, we're going to, we're gonna what, do like a big Chanarant Airbnb party house? Like, what what's the plan? <laughs> That's what I would like to do. I think that makes uh, sense, right? Like, who are who are our um, West Coast Chanaranters that we got down in, down in San Diego? You want me to name names? No, no, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you're out there, um, West Coast Chanarainers, oh. uh, we're coming to the San Diego games, and uh, we want to we want to get all about the sesh. Oh, yeah. So if you guys want to room up with us, we'll just get a big house. Just let us know you're in for yeah. sure. We got Big Tim coming down from Seattle. We got you and no. me, of course. And then uh, I'm should sure we, Jeremy should we just like pick a. Them. Should we try a little bar crawl again and just pick a bar and like say, we'll hey, this, this is where we're going to go? And then nobody <laughs> will show up, including right. yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. But me, me and you, which is pretty much how it usually goes. <laughs> no, that sounds fair to me. But if you're San Diego eight and you're going to that games, we'd love to do a meetup. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, just Great. let us know. Shoot us a shoot us an email. Chanaran at gmail dot com. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Fusco. Well, I gotta say, this has been a lovely, if not strange, Monday night episode of the Chanaran podcast. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that you managed to find time for us to, you know. Do this little Skype chat. I can't wait for you to come back. And by that, I mean stay as long as you want because things are going swimmingly without you. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, any final thoughts for this week? My final thoughts is shouldn't we finish with uh, an important, uh, one important thing? The May raffle. Yes. I think now is the time that we let everyone know which lucky patron is winning free Chanarant merch in our May raffle. So, Fusco, um, I'm, I'm... All you got to do is pick a number from one to five, and picking, I've got Picking a number between one and five, and... Since we're not streaming, it's all on you, buddy. I'm going to say that this time for May, the number is one. Ooh, one. Okay. One is... Mr. Jason Blake. Jason Blake, congratulations. Um, you have won the raffle for May, and uh, just... Let us know, channelranchemail.com, what shirt that you are interested in, your size, and your mailing address. And we will get that in the mail sometime before Christmas. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. Just trust us. Eventually, yeah. Rab got his eventually. <laughs> yeah, it took a while, but that's okay. It only took 60-something <laughs> episodes for us to finally send Rab a shirt. <laughs> didn't, we, didn't we say we were going to do that in, like, episode two? I think so, yeah. <laughs> but he waited, and, and what did he get? He got the best shirt of all, the, the Rabby the Poo Rabbi the Poo. We didn't have that in episode two. That's so true. See, I see. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> exactly. So, 
other than that, I have no final thoughts. We have a winner, and we're going to move on and get on with our lives. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm incredibly excited. Thank you for everyone uh, tuning into this episode of the Chain Ram Podcast. Um, Fusco, I'm glad to, I'll be glad to see you back in Vegas for next week's episode. We are in the yep. process of planning the uh, 10 things that associations could do that would be awesome. Working title. And hopefully yep. we're going to get some association representatives on for that one. In the meantime, please let us know. Um, you know, Mary fuck kill. Josh Fusco, big grab. Send it to I can't us. Wait for the results. Uh, big, send, it, send it to us, channelrandgmail.com. And we love you all. Thank you to everyone who's supporting us while we're replacing equipment and getting Studio 2.0 set up. Fusco, you know what, motherfucker? I say play us out. Mm-hmm.